what I'm learning more and more as I get older, you need to position yourselves in other vehicles that, yeah, you might make six, seven, eight percent on good years, but then bad years come around, you might not lose anything. Mm -hmm. So there's vehicles out there that give you upside without any downside. And I think Mm -hmm. that's what people need to hear more and more. They don't need to just risk all their assets like we've always done. There's ways to insulate, isolate yourself from those losses. So the big question is this, how do small business owners like us grow our leadership, develop our teams and scale our business in a way that allows us to get our products and services out to the world yet still remain profitable? That is the question and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Bradley Hamner and this is the Club Capital Leadership Podcast. Before we get into today's episode, did you know that Club Capital is the largest accounting and advisory firm for insurance agency owners in the country, providing monthly accounting, CFO services, and tax preparation? Check them out at club.capital. Welcome to another episode of the Club Capital Leadership Podcast. My name is Bradley Hamner, your host. On today's episode, we have Ryan Larson. He is a seasoned wealth advisor and founder and CEO of First Line Financial based in Scottsdale, Arizona. Ryan, he embodies the qualities of a trustworthy leader and believes everyone deserves a chance to lead a life they can be proud of as they enter retirement. In his new business memoir, Ladder to Leader, My Journey from Failure to Fire to Financial Freedom, Ryan shares his true story of evolution from a troubled youth to successful founder and CEO and the many life and business lessons he's learned along the way. Without further ado, here's my conversation with Ryan Larson. Have you ever tried online marketing before and weren't sure if it was working? Maybe your rep talked about all the impressive features and stats and said things were going great, but you didn't know how all that tied into raw new policies written. Well, that's not the case with Direct Clicks. Direct Clicks is the premier Google Ads and SEO option exclusively for State Farm agents. Why? They're 100% resource-oriented with an exclusivity guarantee. Every review call you have with your account manager focuses on what really matters to your business, and that's leads and call-ins received. Everything will get broken down to cost per lead received. By investing with direct clicks, you're going to free up time and energy to focus on what's most important in your agency and doing what it is you do best. This will be the best investment you make for your team by spending confidently and scaling your agency today with exclusive online marketing partner, DirectClicks. Visit us at directclicksinc.com. Ambition is the first step towards success. It's time to level up your agency. And Coach P Consulting will help you do just that by using the same strategies he used to sell over 700 life insurance policies in 2021 alone. Now, this is not your regular one and done type coaching. You'll get personalized coaching two days a week, every week of the month, and you'll get a live look behind the scenes of his team training and an office that's performing at the highest level. There's a reason Coach P Consulting is the fastest growing coaching company for insurance agency owners in the country. Coach P will train your team alongside his own and show you the exact steps they're taking to achieve chairman circle, exotic travel, and multi-line presence club, and be one of the few agents to be selected to have a third office. So whether your goal is to be at the top of your local market or amongst the best in the country, this training will give you the strategies and the tactics to get there. For just $250 a month, you'll get high-level coaching each week from someone who is already getting it done at that level, and his strategies work, and it's time to put them to work for you. Sign up at coachpeakconsulting.com and get your first 
full month for free when you mention the Club Capital Leadership Podcast. Ryan Larson, welcome to the Club Capital Leadership Podcast. Thank you, Brad. I appreciate it. Excited to be here. Excited to have you. So we always start with background and origin story. And in preparing for the podcast, I think you just have a really fascinating story that I think a lot of people are going to be able to connect to. Maybe not the specifics, but I think a lot of people have a very similar story to yours. Why don't you just take us back and kind of tell your journey? Yeah, we definitely all have stories, don't we? Yeah, my story is a little bit different. I kind of was raised in a large family. My parents, blue collar workers, dad was in the Air Force, mom worked as a cashier still to this day, just providing for us four kids. And we didn't have a lot of money, but my parents did the very best with was coming in the door. They always tried to sacrifice for the betterment of the kids. And I think that's what I learned with having two kids now is just to make those sacrifices to make sure that you're doing the best things that you can for your kids. With that being said, I'm a native to Arizona. I was living in a duplex. I'll back up. I was living in a duplex. So I was sharing a house with another family when we were growing up. We got the opportunity to buy a home in Chandler. And really, that's kind of where my footprint began through my elementary school days and junior high and high school days. So coming out of high school, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And I was a good athlete. I was hoping that wrestling would take me somewhere, which it did not, unfortunately. And my grades weren't there too. I wasn't the best kid either, but I didn't have the best grades growing up as a kid also. Mm. And yeah, just kind of limited myself with getting into trouble and not having those grades academic wise. I was fortunate to come out of high school and find my passion pretty quick, which is becoming a firefighter. And the Mm -hmm. way that I found that was I was working at Home Depot as a cashier. And there was actually an incident where a young gentleman started a fire in the paint aisle. And that thing erupted and there was a mass exodus of the building. And that's where I sat in the parking lot and was in awe watching this Home Depot just go up in flames. And it was right there where I kind of, something clicked. And I was like, man, I think I know what I want to do with my life. And I went home, told my parents I was out of a job, but I think I knew my direction. And I followed that for the next couple of years. And then I was fortunate to get picked up with a couple of different Valley Fire Departments. I've been a fireman for the Phoenix Fire Department for about 21 years now. So it's been a really good career you know, learned a lot for sure. And I transitioned into my other passion, which was investing. And I started my own financial firm about five years ago, but I've been in this business for about 10 years now as a financial advisor. When you became a firefighter, had 9-11 happened at that point? It was interesting because I was a booter, a rookie firefighter, and I was actually at the station the day of 9-11 when the Twin Towers hit, when the planes hit the Twin Towers. I was actually mopping the floor and the chief came out into the day room and he requested everyone to take a seat on the recliners. And as a booter, a rookie fireman, you're not supposed to do that. (laughs) You're supposed to stay busy throughout the whole day. 
Well, the chief was very insistent on us sitting down and watching what was unfolding. And yeah, we sat there for a couple hours while, you know, both towers came down and many of the fire departments, New York fire agencies, Hmm. you know, essentially trying to help and save people during that day. So it was a very proud day for me to be a firefighter. Obviously, it was a very tragic day for the country. Yeah. Even looking back on that moment, you're seeing that Home Depot, I mean, it's, I certainly hope that everybody, you know, was okay in that, but that for a lot of people is, I mean, a building of that size, obviously catching on fire would have been certainly a sight to see, but I think it's really interesting that obviously that happened in your life for you to be able to see that as a moment to say, man, look how these people are handling this and to actually see that, that that's the moment that the rest of your life was actually really changed. For me, I don't know if there was ever really moments along the way, like a specific thing, an event that happened in that way. I think for me, it was a slow things I was getting exposed to along the way. I don't remember the moment I first listened to a podcast myself, right? I don't remember that. I was like, what is a podcast? I have no idea. And then I don't remember even the day that obviously I said, I think we should launch a podcast or what was even in my mind to do that, to be able to hear stories like yourself. What was the transition? How'd you go from doing that for what sounds like 15 years or so to then saying, okay, I actually want to do this other thing. And then how did you decide that financial services was obviously going to be the thing that you wanted to get into? You know, the 9-11, that day was actually, I look back on how things kind of played out in my life and my trajectory. And that day actually was very symbolic in different ways for me. The one thing that I took away from that day was the conversations of firefighters having about their retirement accounts, Mm. how the markets were dropping, how it was causing them a lot of uneasiness about how they're going to pay for this and pay for that in retirement. So that's one of the takeaways that I remember during that day. The other thing that happened that was really symbolic in my life was I bought a high-rise tower on Tempe Town Lake. So if you've ever been to Tempe, Arizona, we have this really epic lake. It used to be a dry riverbed. And actually, Brad, that's where I grew up. The duplex that I grew up butted up against that dry riverbed. And as kids, Mm -hmm. we would go out to this dry riverbed and we would build dirt forts and we throw rocks at each other and play like soldiers or whatever it is. But fast forward, God, like 25 years later, I purchased almost a million dollar condo, a high rise condo on town Lake. And I bought that in 2006 and it took about two years for them to build that. I believe it was a 12 story condo. So that puts us at around 2008. This was a joint venture between me and my brother. 2008 happened, the real estate market corrected, and we were sitting there scratching our head head going, oh crap. (laughs) (laughs) We just bought this million dollar condo, which is now maybe worth 400,000. So that's where investing really, or thinking about my future really started and Mm. how to kind of get out of this hole, if Mm. you will, that many of us were in, not just me. Thankfully, my girlfriend, my now wife, she had an advisor that we sat down and talked you know, through our finances. And he actually was 
very adamant about me coming to board his firm because how I got into that condo was I was actually trading foreign currency, Forex. They call it Forex. Mm-hmm. And I was actually doing very well and made a lot of money. And that's kind of how I put that large down payment for that condo. Well, when the markets went down, people lost a lot of money. I lost a lot of money. And I was scared to continue to trade Forex because I just didn't have the cash flow. So that's where stepping into the financial advising arena really started with that financial advisor who I sat down with to talk through my own finances. I think it was Warren Buffett that said, (laughs) only when the tide goes out, do you see who's been swimming naked? I think that's it. I may have that quote a little bit wrong, but that's true, right? Because everybody's happy. Everybody's happy when market's going up, maybe not even the stock market, maybe just in your business, the market dynamics in your area for your agency, your financial service, people are coming and you're through no doing of your own. What I think is, what I hear and you're saying is that you had to pay an incredibly large dumb tax Yes, to, to learn. 100%. My own hubris of thinking, I can do no wrong. You know, yeah. We bought one of them. Let's go yeah. buy a second one, right? I think that is really valid for a lot of people because if I could go back and rewind the three biggest financial mistakes that I've ever made, I'd be worth a lot more money. I'd have a <laughs> lot more money. And so I was just talking to Micah about this the other day is that I wish, I think that so often, and you can certainly speak to this from your financial services background, that we are too often in our businesses and in our finances and our retirement planning, we're looking for these home runs. Maybe we're hoping for a grand slam. I'm hiring three people. They all need to work out. Okay, well, they might. But so often we're better suited to avoid the big losses. If we could just avoid big losses along the way, instead of trying to hit big home runs, we'd be well suited. Your thoughts? Yeah, that couldn't be more accurate in my mind, especially right now. And as an advisor, we see a lot of clients facing whatever market downturns, but we don't. Advisors don't, I guess, break down their own walls to the outside world. And so maybe what I could share, Brad, that is a little bit of um, value for your listeners is in 2020 and 2021, I made a lot of money. I think a lot of people made a lot of money. And I think it was nearing fourth quarter of 2021. And I told my wife, I said, Kate, all our positions, all our holdings are green, (laughs) which means they're all in the positives, right? Mm -hmm. And so what I did is I took a lot of those profits and I just put everything in cash. And I was thinking to myself, I'm like, okay, well, I could sit in cash and my money's really not making anything and I could wait for a dip or whatever it is and then come back in. And so what I'm sharing with you is I was trying to be smarter than the market, right? So what happened is I was like, wait, I'm young. I have a long-term approach and essentially my portfolio should be tilted towards risk. So what happened is I reinvested in late 2021, quarter four, Q4. And what happened in January, 2022? Well, that's when Russia invaded Ukraine, markets dropped, right? So just because we could be really profitable one moment doesn't mean we're smart and we can't subject ourselves to losses the next moment, right? Mm -hmm. And that's what happened even as an advisor. 
I was doing extremely well, made a lot of money, but I'm like, well, maybe I could continue to get this right and make more money. And sometimes we're greedy and we try to hit those home runs and we don't need to. If I would have just sat in cash because I knew everything was very high, I mean, a correction was inevitable. And so if I would have just waited a few weeks, I would have had cash, market dropped 20%. I could have came in and probably made a lot of money. That's out the window. So what do I do now? I have to hold my losses because once again, you sell those losses and you realize that well, it's just a paper loss, but until you sell it, it's, it's, you're really losing money now. So now I'm just holding some losses, but what I'm learning more and more as I get older, you need to position yourselves in other vehicles that, yeah, you might make six, seven, eight percent on good years, but then bad years come around, you might not lose anything. Mm-hmm. So there's vehicles out there that give you upside without any downside. And I think mm-hmm. that's what people need to hear more and more. They don't need to just risk all their assets like we've always done. There's ways to insulate and isolate yourself from those losses. I also want to just say that you telling that story about yourself, I was on a call this morning with 11 other business owners, and this topic came up not around personal investing, but it was this idea of we'll do all of these things, preparation for our clients. And oftentimes the thing that gets neglected the most are the things we need to do. So we'll help another client with their marketing plan. I'm thinking about somebody in particular. I'll help them with a marketing plan. That's what I do. That's my business. Oh, maybe I need to actually work on the marketing plan for myself too. And I don't think that that's being disingenuous. I think it's trying to put the best foot forward for your clients, but sometimes we've got to be able to look at it ourselves. And so for you to be a financial advisor, it's like, okay, I got this client meeting, got this client meeting, I got a prospect meeting. I've got to build all these things for them. You're spending all that time to say, wait a minute, I need to actually think about this for myself along the way as well. Because I know there's a lot of people listen to this really smart around their financials. Maybe they manage them themselves, or maybe they're just very familiar with the stock market. And then there's other people that go, I don't know anything about that kind of stuff. I don't know the difference in a stock and a bond. Okay, that's okay. That's okay to do that. But making sure that you lean into to say, okay, I need to make sure that I'm doing things for my own personal retirement or for my own business, not just focusing on somebody else's. Yeah, sometimes we got to focus on tying our own shoe versus trying to tie everyone else's shoe, right? Yeah, that's the biggest takeaway is we need to make sure that we follow, like I'm following my process that I put in place for my clients mm-hmm. too. Yeah. And I don't deviate from it because it works mm-hmm. and I've seen it. So if you believe in something wholeheartedly, mm-hmm. why aren't you doing it yourself? Right. Mm-hmm. And right now I'm 44. And with the processes that I have in place, I mean, and kind of how we design portfolios and using different vehicles. I mean, gosh, I mean, a lot of our clients are positive year to date, which speaks volumes. And that's, I should lean Mm -hmm. into making sure my own personal portfolio is aligned with what I believe in, what I'm putting in place for my clients and being an advocate for the client as well. So. Are you an agency owner looking to grow your revenue, increase your bottom line, and better manage your taxes? Club Capital is here to help. Club Capital is the largest accounting and advisory firm for insurance agents in the country, providing monthly accounting, 
tax strategy and CFO services. Way more than bookkeeping and your everyday run-of-the-mill tax prep, Club Capital is focused on providing financial and tax advisory services that help you plan and forecast your agency's performance. Their financial dashboards and agency forecasting tools help you better understand your agency's historical performance, create and measure future targets, and see how your agency compares to your peers around the country. Imagine what it would be like to understand the impact to your bottom line when deciding to hire a new employee or forecast the impact rate changes or commission rates will have on your business. With over $200 million in tracked annual revenue and $140 million in tracked annual expenses, Club Capital has the data and the team to help you make better informed decisions for your agency. They will help you turn that back office stress into the backbone of your agency's success by giving you the tools to take your agency and your leadership to the next level. Visit club.capital today to book a solution overview with one of our business consultants. Club Capital, way more than a CPA firm. The best use of money is to buy back your time. And one of the best ways to do that is with a virtual assistant. Rock Solid Virtual Assistants brings together top business leaders with exceptional virtual assistants to build successful, relationship-driven teams. The services they provide range from graphic design and marketing to executive admin assistance and everything in between. There are many virtual assistant companies on the market to choose from, but at Rock Solid, their processes and passion for what they do place them at the very top of that list. Not only is their hiring process exceptional, which nets them the very best assistance, but they also provide superior support to their teams for the duration of your time with them. The matching process at Rock Solid is unlike any other, and they have the track record to prove it. Their hands-on approach has proven to increase the success rate of their teams exponentially. So if you're looking to build a rock-solid team for your business, reach out to Tracy and the team for a no-pressure discovery call at rocksolidassistance.com. They value your success as if it were their own, because it is. Let me ask you this. What are some of the maybe two or three biggest lessons or principles that you learned and still are, but have been able to pull from being a firefighter over into your own business? Wow, that's a great question. I think the biggest thing for me is just being a good listener first. We go on a lot of calls and we have like uh, some like intake forms or EMS forms. And we need to make sure that we're listening, using our ears. And that's going to give us clues of what the client could potentially have going on with their situation, right? Medically, that is. And I think the same holds true in the financial arena. I think we need to Stop doing so much talking and spend more time listening, gather information on whether it's goals or concerns, what they want from their retirement, because that is going to allow us to build a good retirement plan. Mm -hmm. I think the biggest takeaway is just being a good listener, first off, and then being a good communicator as well. In high school, I definitely was the guy who didn't want to speak in front of people. I didn't want to stand up and tell a story or whatever it is in class. I got nervous. And as a fireman, we need to talk to the community, talk to our patients, our clients. And like I said, just be an advocate for those who you serve. So hmm. I think being a good communicator through the fire department has transitioned in the financial arena because I get to share a story hmm. with the clients that I sit down with and present it in a way that it hits home personally, and then they can align with it. The message is very similar to their message. 
your story is definitely tied into your financial practice being on the front lines, right? For yeah. sure. So I don't think there's probably any surprise that you named it first line yes. financial, right? Because you exactly. really are on the front lines. Yeah. How'd you decide to write the book? Oh my goodness. Yeah. You know, in 2020 came around, pandemic shut everything down. I just needed another avenue to kind of, uh, I don't know, just kind of share my thoughts, right? I mean, there's a lot of things that I wanted to say and we were just kind of in a weird situation during that whole period. And I just wanted to start putting words on paper and see what came out. I think I have a little bit of a different story. And I just wanted to put my story on paper and see if it could go anywhere or if it could inspire anyone. And I think that's where it really came from. So I just started writing in 2020, just poured all my thoughts on paper and made some chapters and made a mess of of you know all that chicken scratch and it came out to be something pretty cool so I'm very proud of it right now for sure you can speak to this cuz I don't have a book it's certainly been in my thought process but I've heard the book that changes your life is not the one you read but the one you write yes yes i mean it brings out a lot of just different thoughts i mean you get to really self reflect of who you are where you're going and who you want to be and I think that's what happened during that year. I think it allowed me to really grow as a person. It made me self-reflective. The person I was in my younger days, which was, I wasn't a good kid. I was rough around the edges for sure, but I've come so far. And that's what was really cool writing this book is I get to tell people where I've come and where I'm at. And I think that's what is inspiring to a lot of people because if they're not where they want to be, it's easy to change. You just have to commit to changing. And that's sometimes hard. It's hard to change if you don't want to. But if you want to, it's easy. Love that. All right. So we're going to go into E9 rapid fire questions. But before we do that, where can people pick up the book, find out more about you? Where would you point them to? Yeah, I'll uh, point them to to ladderToleaderbook.com. You could purchase the book on there. I have a teaser coming here pretty quick. I'm going to try to be getting on some of these bigger stages, doing a little bit more public speaking, if you will. So they could find out a little bit more about that through that website and just, you know, follow along on my journey at Ryan underscore Lars, L-A-R-Z through Instagram. Love it. Awesome. And we'll make sure we'll put that in the show notes and then also to the email that we sent out to our list about the podcast. Yes. All right, you ready to go on this? Yes, sir. Event? Yeah. All right. What is the last book that you read? Oh my goodness. I don't read a lot of books. I try to listen to a lot of podcasts. I read a lot of quotes and try to get inspired in other ways, but books are definitely not my strong point. And I think that's why I wanted to write a book is because maybe it would make me want to pick up more books and read them. <laughs> I appreciate that honesty. So we can say like the last book you read was maybe yours, actually. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've read that a little bit too many times now. And yeah, it's still, it's like, oh gosh, you know, reading is difficult. As a young boy, I was in resource and I wasn't the best you know, student as a kid. And you know, sometimes reading, I just can't stay engaged. I have to find other a- avenues. Get that. I get that. You do audible. Do audible. Yeah. All right. What's your favorite podcast other than the Club Capital Leadership Podcast? Of course. I like Eastman's Elevated. It's a hunting podcast. I'm a big outdoorsman. Oh, okay. Good. There's a gentleman, Brian Barney. He just talks about 
the great outdoors and how your mindset can really define being a successful bow hunter versus coming home to your family without any meat. <laughs> I love it. Mark, if you're listening to this, Mark is a buddy of mine. He listens to the podcast, then you need to listen to that podcast he just recommended. He knows who he is. All right. Your favorite travel destination? Oh my goodness. I'm going to go Kauai. And the reason why is because that's where me and my lovely wife got married on the beach. And we have two kids now. And yeah, we have it kind of in the books right now to take our kids there next year. So it'll be, we just love Kauai. Just a beautiful, beautiful place. Yeah. Very cool. What's your favorite quote? I'm going to quote something of my own that I kind of put out there. The quote goes, there will be people out there who will support you at your worst and hate you at your best. That's true. Amen to that. Love it. What'd you learn the most about yourself during the pandemic? To really take a deep dive into yourself. Really understand who you are and how you want to be perceived in this world. Like I want to be as happy as possible. And I know there's been times in my life that I've had a lot of sad moments, a lot of moments that I've questioned that, am I good enough? Will I make it? And I think that's what 2020 brought out the most is what do I truly want out of this life? And what do I gotta do to get there? And being happy to me is everything right now. So whether that's talking to someone, spending time with your family, spending time with your kids, outdoors, whatever it is to make that happen, that's really my takeaway from 2020. All right. 30 second answer is going to be tough. Crypto, yay or nay? I would say nay right now. Yeah, it's a delicate subject for sure. Crypto is one of the things I've dabbled in. Yeah, it's been beat down a lot. I think there could be a lot of upside. But with the way the world is, the economy, I just think there's too much risk on the table and you got to tread lightly in this market. 10 hour flight, you can sit next to anyone dead or alive. Who would it be? I'm going to sit next to Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash. Okay. That's great. Nobody's ever answered it with a musician, actually, let alone Johnny Cash. That's great. I love it. What's your biggest pet peeve? Procrastination. I think we as people just tend to put things off and gosh, you never know. I mean, especially being in the fire service, seeing how delicate life is. We really need to take the bulls by the horns on things that we want to do. And if you procrastinate, I think it's just going to eat you alive. You might resent yourself for not doing the things that you truly desire to do. Oh, love that. That's good. All right. Last question. It is the Club Capital Leadership Podcast. What's the best piece of leadership advice you've ever received? Stay humble and stay engaged, meaning make sure that you continue to educate yourself on your business, sit with like-minded individuals, and don't think just because you started a company and the company's whatever it is, a Fortune 5000 company, that you should not be involved. You should always be involved in the company that you started because that's what you believe in and it can help probably more people than you know. Love it. Love it. Ron, great to have you on. Hope to have you back on in the future. Thank you so much, Brad. It was a pleasure.
each week I always try to give one or two or three maybe big takeaways from the guests that I just had on and interviewed. I think the biggest overall thing that I took away from the conversation with Ryan is it made me reflect whenever he was telling the story about the Home Depot burning and then obviously whenever he was talking about 9-11 and how that had an impact on him. And so if you really go back to your own time and think about times that have had a profound impact in your life, it might have been 9-11. It might have been a personal failure. It might have been a family tragedy. It might have been a really tough time in your business. My goodness, I wish that we did not have to go through those trials to be able to learn so much about ourselves and to be able to kind of point us in the right direction, both personally and professionally. And I think that ultimately, in after that conversation with Ryan, it made me reflect on some of those really challenging times and times that were really pivotal in my life, even before my business career was started. I know many of you will be able to relate to that. Appreciate his service to business owners, to people around the country and their pursuit for their own retirement, but also hopefully this was able to serve all of you. As always, want to give thanks to our podcast sponsors, Coach P, Direct Clicks, Rock Solid Assistance, and of course, Club Capital. If you're ready to take your business to the next level by training and developing your team, investing in them, go to coachpconsulting.com. Make sure you tell him that you heard about him on the Club Capital Leadership Podcast and you get your entire first month for free. Also, if you want to be able to dive more into your personal finances, but your business financials to be able to make better decisions, go to club.capital, book a no obligation demo and make sure you ask them about the CFO services that you've heard about on the podcast. You've heard me many times talk about my team and my executive assistants that have been so incredibly impactful to me in my personal and professional life. And I've had to get to the point to where I was comfortable being able to say that I had an EA, I had an assistant. It felt strange for me. You know, who was I to be able to have an assistant? But ultimately, there's only a handful of things that you really need to be doing in your business. And so if you're even interested in that, go to rocksolidassistance.com, reach out to Tracy and their team and book a discovery call for they can walk you through and give you an idea of what it would be like to be able to have an assistant to be able to help you in your business. It's getting close to the end of the year. Many of you want to be able to raise the conversions to be able to close out this year and knock the rest of the few months that we have remaining out of the park to wrap up the goals that you have. You want to be able to give your team, your sales team, some really quality leads. Go to directclicksinc.com, directclicksinc.com. All right, everyone. This is a good one. Until next episode, lead well.